Well, we are in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, and just looking at the themes and concepts that Jesus gives to us here in John, chapter 10. We pointed out uh, last week, just to review a moment, because you, you may not have been here last week, that in chapter 9, Jesus has healed a blind man, and um, it was on the Sabbath day, so he got in trouble with the, with the Pharisees and the Judaistic teachers, and they actually uh, kicked the blind man out of the synagogue. And it says in John nine thirty five that Jesus went and found him. And this, uh, as he talks to this blind man after he finds him, I, I, mean, I don't know how he finds him. Maybe he went to his house and the parents said he's, he's not here. He may be down at the marketplace. Uh, one place you won't find him is at the synagogue. But wherever he found him, Jesus sought him out and found out where he was and went to him and said, do you now believe in the Son of Man or the Son of God? And the man said, who is he? See, Jesus has found him. Jesus has healed him. And he doesn't even know who Jesus is at this point. So he says to Jesus said to him, I who speak to you am he. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. So Jesus causes faith to surface. He causes faith to emerge. Uh, And then he goes into, as part of his instruction, he goes into chapter 10 where he talks about how the whole point of his coming is to get his sheep. That blind man in chapter 9 being one of them. And to bring them out of a fold. And last week we pointed out, we believe that fold that he refers to is the old covenant and Judaism of the Old Testament. Let's read John 10, once again, beginning in verse 1. Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man's a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him, John 10 verse 3, the gatekeeper or the porter opens. And the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep. Notice his, I put a circle around the word own because they're already his before he comes to them. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He already knows them before he comes to them. He knows them before they know him. Now this fold, and once again, pull up that picture, if you would, um, of the, do we have that? The, uh, uh, they would often have an enclosure and a shepherd might leave his sheep in that enclosure while he goes to the village and buys supplies or whatever he might need and leave a porter or a gatekeeper in 
charge, a steward. And sometimes you'd have several little flocks in this enclosure, this fold, sheepfold. And the shepherd would come to the door and he would call his sheep and they would follow him. And each shepherd then would come and get his own sheep. And what Jesus is doing here is saying, if you want to understand what I did in chapter 9 with the blind man, understand that I've come to get my own sheep. I'm bringing them out of the enclosures and the stone walls of religious rituals that they have been in under the old covenant. And I'm bringing them out. They are mine. And so I am authorized to do this. Those who try to get in another direction are thieves and robbers. By the way, why are they his? Uh, There are several verses that indicate that God has given them to Jesus. God the Father gave them to the Son. Here's a couple of verses. John 6, 36 as he teaches, some people do not believe in him. They reject him. So here's what he says to them. You have seen me, John six thirty six, and do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Notice that. If the Father's given them to me, they will come. And I will not cast them out. For I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Or John 17, 6, Jesus is praying to the Father. He says, I've manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were. Everybody belongs to God by right of creation. Yours they were, but you gave them to me. And John 17, 9 even says, I am praying for them, that is the sheep, not for the world, but the ones that you gave me. So in the mind of Jesus, he is on a mission to get those sheep that God has given to him. We call those the chosen people, the elect Especially in the Old Testament, we talk about God's chosen people. Uh, How do you know who they are? Well, in verse 3, he says, they hear his voice and they follow him and he gives them eternal life. So that's the way you know who they are. Now, it is a great blessing to be one of the sheep. What I what I, I am speaking this morning... To sheep. I want to talk to those of you who are the chosen people of God. And you are a people who maybe you've heard his voice and you have followed him. Maybe you haven't yet. But God has given you to Jesus, and at some point you will. And I want to speak to you who are sheep. And I want to point out to you, this sermon, this is like um, food for the children. Uh, This 
These are the benefits of being God's sheep. What I did is I read through chapter 10 and I just looked for things that I thought, this is a great privilege to be a sheep, and I marked it. So here's five of them. Here's the first one. The blessing of being God's sheep. Number one, it means the shepherd will himself come for you. Look at verse 3. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He will not leave you in mere religion or the world. He will come for you. He will speak to you. We had a, uh, had a pastor friend uh, who was, um, he was a, a little quirky, uh, a lot of pastors are, but uh, he had a pet sheep. You know, a lot of people uh, have a dog or a cat. He had a sheep, and it stayed in his house, and it would lay in his lap when he watched TV. And he told me, he said, oh, that sheep will know you. They know your face. They recognize your voice. They, they know everything about their shepherd. And they, are, they become very... Uh, casual with their shepherd and the shepherd with them. They, they're like pets. And this is what he's doing here. He's saying, I am coming and you will know when I'm here. You will recognize me and you will follow me. But the one thing is the shepherd comes for his sheep. He does not leave them on their own. In fact, he comes very determined because four times in John chapter 10, it says he's going to give his life for them. He's so determined, it'll cost him his life, he'll pay that price in order to get the ones who belong to him. Another thing, uh, blessing about being a sheep is you are saved from the fold. Look at verse Three again, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Um, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Out of what? That fold of Judaism that the man in chapter 9 was encased in. See, you, the point was, you're not supposed to heal a man on the Sabbath. So Jesus is in trouble. This man's in trouble with the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees. Jesus has come to lead them out of that. You know, religion can be like a stone wall around you and lock you in and not give you freedom. You have to be careful because religion can become bondage. 
So Jesus comes to save this blind man from the fold, from the restrictions of the law. Look down in verse 8. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. The sheep didn't listen to them. I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, verse 9, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Saved from what? From that restrictions of that fold. And he will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus has authority over who enters and who exits. And he saves them. And the thing that he saves them from here is the sheepfold of Judaism and the Old Covenant. So Paul writes in Galatians 3, Before faith came, we were held captive under the law. Then as the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we're no longer under a guardian. For in Christ you are all children of God through faith. So he leads us out of the old covenant, the Mosaic law in Judaism. By the way, look again at verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And he will go in and out. What does that mean? Do we go back into the old covenant and come out again? Well, one of the beautiful, liberating things about the Christian faith is your freedom to go in and out of the Old Testament, to have a freedom in the Old Testament. You, the Christian, can go into Judaism and he can come out again. I give an example with Paul. Paul, in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19, he says, Though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew to win them. To those under the law, I became as one under the law. Though I myself am not under the law, but I want to win those under the law. See, Paul, he could go into the law. He could go in. That is, he could attend the synagogue, keep the Sabbath, avoid ham sandwiches. He could go in, but then he could come out. He could uh, worship on uh, Monday nights, Sunday mornings. He could uh, worship any day of the week. Instead of the Sabbath, he could go to a Christian church and he could order him up a big slice of bacon like you wouldn't believe. He could go in and then he could come out. He was free because Jesus has authority over the entrance and the exit. This is what I mean. There is such a wonderful freedom. Uh, but, uh, look at verse 16. I want to press this now just a little. Verse 16. Pull up John ten sixteen. Look at this verse. No, pull it up on mine. John ten sixteen. Thank you. Very good. 
See, mine has the Greek words, yours does not. All right. Look at John 10, 16. I have other sheep, not of this fold. In other words, I have other sheep that's not in Judaism. Who would that be? Gentiles. That's you guys, most of y'all. He says, I have other sheep that God's given to me. They're just as chosen as the Jews are. Wow. He said, I have other sheep, not of this fold, the Jewish fold. And he uses the Greek word ale, which describes those, that fold, that picture I showed you. He said, I must bring them also. See, I must. The same, the equal power he gave to the old covenant chosen people, he now brings to the sheep of the New Testament, the Gentile believers, he must bring them also, and he will. And they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, the Greek word poemne, and one shepherd. Now notice... Almost all the versions have one flock. Does anybody's have one fold? In John 10, 16. There will be one fold and one shepherd. I don't see any hands. You have one, that's a King James version. All the other versions, Bobby, you've got to change versions. <laughs> no, I, actually, I love the King James and I use it quite a bit. Only, but here... King James misses this point. There will be one poemne, one flock. Now listen carefully. He doesn't bring you out of one fold to put you in another fold. He doesn't bring you out of one religious enclosure with its limits and put you in another religious enclosure with other limits. No, he brings you out and you're in the flock. You're free. Now that's beautiful. Christianity will not limit you. It will set you free. Religion will limit you. He doesn't bring you out of Judaism to then plug you into Mormonism. He doesn't bring you out of the fold of Judaism to plug you into Jehovah's Witnesses. He doesn't bring you out of Judaism to plug you into Southern Baptist. Oh, wait. No, that's not in my notes. Let me see. Okay, hold on. See, they can go in and out. And he uses the word poemne. There's going to be, in the new covenant age, which we're now in, there's going to be one flock. There is no fold. And there's going to be one shepherd. Denominational lines mean nothing to God. And religious distinctions that man will praise means nothing to God. They will limit you if you're not careful. You can go in, and, but you can come back out. You're free. All the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Follow Jesus. That's your religion.